This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Please, please strike faster. Please, please strike. Please strike faster. Please, please understand that I care about my life. Welcome to the party, pal. Action movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome in to another installment of Action Movie Rewind. With Mackie and Judd and Declan, we go around the room and we each we take turns predicting or or, or picking the movies that we want to uh, review. We'll take suggestions too. If you have suggestions on which action movies we should review, just send us a tweet at Jay Zolgad at Phil Mackie at Dex's tweets. This week's gem from 2008, <laughs> Wanted, starring Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, Common. James McAvoy and Chris Pratt. Actually, a pretty star-studded cast yeah, for this one. Cast. Really good cast. A $75 million budget that brought in over $300 million at the box office. It is the newest movie that we have reviewed so far on Action Movie Rewind. And here's a summary. This is the plot. Okay. Wesley's life is over. That's James McAvoy. His pathetic old life, anyway. Fortunately, it's all because of a girl. Enter sizzling hot Fox, Angelina Jolie who crashes into his life and introduces him to the fraternity, a secret society of assassins led by the enigmatic Sloan, Morgan Freeman. Seems Wesley's long-lost father was killed while working for the fraternity, and Wesley has been selected to target the rogue member who murdered him. But before he can complete his assignment, Wesley must first uncover the dark secrets behind the fraternity in order to determine his own destiny. 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's start with Declan, because you picked this movie. What is your favorite part about Wanted? Well, it's a tie between everything, obviously. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Is that no, what no. this is going to be now? No, no, not at all. Actually, true story, this is the first movie I ever saw as a midnight release. Like, when this came out on midnight wow. in on June 22nd or whatever it was in 2008, me and my friends hiked all the way out to Egan. I know that, that's really not that far. And we went and saw this at midnight. It was the first ever movie I saw wow. at midnight release. So it, it, it's wow. a little bit, little bit of nostalgia is involved. Favorite part is probably <laughs> when Wesley, like, basically, not to spoil the ending, but, like... I mean, I would, I would assume if, if someone has opted in at this point, yeah. we're, yeah. we're going to spoil everything for yeah. you. So. When he actually gets all the rats in the truck and essentially blows up everything and just goes on a rampage killing everyone, I think that's probably my favorite part. The armed rats was very, yeah. mm-hmm. very interesting way rats. to... Which, which he learned from the guy he killed. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> by accident. Russian is a uh, moniker. Was Russian. I, I would say uh, my favorite part of the movie. There, there's some pretty 
well, let me let me let me back it up. I thought this was a terrible movie. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to start there. All right. This was a terrible movie. Yeah. All right. The more I think about it, the more upset I get about the convoluted plot. Yep. About how like oddly they rushed certain important parts of the storyline without ex- explaining to you like what it was. <laughs> yeah. And so I lit like I did more. T- I I spent more time. This is an this movie was like an hour and uh, forty minutes or something. Hour and yeah. fifty minutes. Yeah. I so spent all. almost as much time trying to figure out what the hell the plot was I, after the movie I, than I, watching the actual movie. I actually, to that point, called up the Wikipedia page halfway through and started to follow along and yes, read ahead too. to figure out <laughs> what too. the hell they were. Be, yes. Because I was so confused by the plot. Yeah. But, but if I read the plot before I saw it um, unfold in the movie... I had a better, I had at least an idea of, oh, okay, that's what they were doing. Okay, actually, can we skip ahead to least favorite part? I do have a favorite sure. part, but I want it, but since we're on this subject, sure. I want I want my thoughts to revolve around my least favorite part, because my least favorite part about the movie is the plot. It's so convoluted oh, and twisted. Yeah. So this was, after reading up and just trying to figure out, like watching the movie and reading up, this was my interpretation of the plot, okay? So Wesley is a loser. Wesley has a girlfriend that's cheating on him with his friend from work. He's living in this crappy Chicago apartment that, that's right next to the train. It's like, it's this dumpy, horrible life. He's got anxiety. He's taking pills and he's literally ready to kill himself. All right. Yep. So the whole setup is Wesley's just, he's a down and out dude working some crappy cubicle job. His boss is terrible and yells at him all the time. Janice. And, uh, and it's just a disaster. So he's at the supermarket one day or the drugstore or whatever the hell getting like more anxiety medication. And that's when he runs into Angelina Jolie and at the time we thought was a rogue uh, fraternity assassin that was trying to kill Cross. him, right? Okay, yeah. the guy's name is Cross. Cross. So Wesley joins the secret fraternity of assassins that's been around for a thousand years. And their main <laughs> mission is to kill people who show up on the loom of fate list, okay? <laughs> so the loom, the loom is literally like, it's like, a, it's like a, what, what is it? It's, it's like, textile. It's it's textile. It's thread textile. That determines fate is thread textile. And so they've got this massive like thread textile machine in this warehouse in Chicago. And and this <laughs> determines well, fate. It's the loom and it identifies who like which people in the world will create evil and chaos in the future. And and Morgan Freeman is responsible for interpreting the textile code and putting these people on a kill list. So Wesley discovers that his newest target, Cross, is actually his father, who is a rogue fraternity assassin, who found out that Morgan Freeman, who's the leader of the fraternity, was actually on the kill list himself. So Morgan Freeman, as he's going through, like, in his career as this leader of the assassination fraternity, oh, my God, my my name came up. Well, we, we're not, we're not going to kill me. And so he starts creating fake kill orders to try and cover up for the fact that he's actually the one yes. that's on the kill list, right? Yes. yes. So, uh, so, <laughs> so good. like, it's awful. so good. I mean, it's okay. It's so it's good. So, Hold on so a second. Dumb. First of all, this is the type of film that the Morgan Freemans of the world do so they can do good films because he makes enough from this absolute piece of garbage. He probably made like $20 million. Exactly. But, so then he can go out and do indie films yeah. and all he wants because <laughs> he made so much off this film. Second of all, if I wanted to watch any version of this film that I enjoy, 
It came out nine years before this. It's called Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> the character of Peter, the character of Peter and Wesley are yes. the same guys, and they basically both go on what they dream of as their ideal when, when they get tired. There's no difference between the boss in Office Space and the boss in Wanted. They're the same character. So it would be like if, if so you have Wesley and you have Peter, right? Yes. So so Peter Peter essentially says screw his job and then cr- and sets up this embezzling scam and to steal hit, money from the company, he's right? Hypnotized, but yes, yeah. And uh, and so he steals money from the company, yes. and Wesley instead just leaves the company to go join an assassination group. They're both having midlife crises. Yeah, they both have and they're like, both failing relationship lives. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's an that's amazing a, epiphany. That, it's basically an, an Office Space spinoff. Yes, it really it's a is. violent Office Space. That's exactly what it is, but Office Space is one of my favorite films yeah, of great, all time, really so I would have rather watched that, So even though it wouldn't have fit into the genre. So Wesley's dad figures out that the leader of his fraternity is actually evil and is issuing fake kill orders, and so he leaves the fraternity and makes it his mission to just like disassemble it by killing everyone, and he, he's gone rogue now. And uh, in the meantime, he's overseeing from the apartment across the train tracks. Yes. He is just living across the street. Wesley thinks his dad died when he but was a they, kid. But they lead you to believe near the start of the film that the guy that gets shot on the rooftop is his father, yes. who was a bad guy. Correct. That is correct. Woo. And so, all right, I, I, I don't even like. Well, I, can I can I say this about <clears throat> the film Wanted? Personally. I don't like films like this because it was too close to being based on a comic book, and I would just never watch those films. But that's a personal criticism. That that's not that's not a reason to crap on the film from the point of what the exercise sure. that we do on Fridays is. Okay, so that's my own personal gripe, but that's my problem. The problem with this film, though, in the reality of what we do, is as Phil said it got so convoluted and here's my but here's my biggest thing the way they went about action itself special effects which by today's standards in that film are not great at that time I'm sure they were outstanding yeah in fact I think it won two Academy Awards it was nominated for two Academy Awards yeah so anyway I don't think it meets what we want as far as as how the film actually unfolded putting aside my problems with I just don't like comic books um and i'm sorry i'm all for weird campy things but when you use a car to turn your car upside down so you can shoot a guy in a limo through the sunroof i'm out let me let me get this right i'm out so in this action movie rewind setting that we're in it has to have a good plot it has to have a good plot that's what i'm asking it has to have a good plot. I, I would. Here's what I, where I stand on this. I I don't think it has to have a good plot. I, I think it. I think it has to have a discernible plot. And okay. I think I think the plot can't be, and I, unless I'm just an idiot. Like I literally watched this movie, and and I'm say I can't believe Judd and I did the same thing. Halfway through, I'm like, okay, what? the loom of fate. Like it's what? time to look up what they're doing. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening here. I got you. There's like there's only been two or three other movies in my life watching them, and I was just like. One of them was actually uh, Michael Clayton. I got halfway through Michael Clayton, and I was like, what's so, happening in this movie? I don't really understand. It doesn't have to have a good plot. What what it does, I think if we would actually sit down and put together, let's say, five points sure. of what we want here. Yeah. The simpler the plot, the better. Commando was perfect. 
because there was no question. They didn't try. This this film reached. This film couldn't decide if it wanted to be campy at times or yeah. serious or if it wanted to weave in. And, and whoever didn't go and take this script back to, to the, the people that wrote it, and took like a red pen and just started drawing X's through scenes and been like, we don't need like, this. First things first. We don't need this. If I'm that guy, if if they hand me this script, the first thing I do is I say, the loom of fate, you guys, like, let's come up with, this is all great. Secret society of assassins yep. that kind of run the world, <laughs> that get rid of people. I love all this stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a secret society for a thousand years. There's a guy who's, who's down and out. He's depressed. He doesn't know that actually his family is involved in this. Like all that stuff is great. And then they get to the part where it's like, okay, well, what is the mechanism for determining over a thousand years who gets killed? And it's like, well, let's take something from a thousand years ago that doesn't make any sense in modern day times and that no one has ever, like, no one knows what. You could have simplified this in a second. And they could have made it more of a technology based. They could have said, all right, it's actually, it's like a. It's like a kill list on the internet or something, and they and they only have access to it. And that would have clarified it more for me. I will say, because I, I skipped over my favorite parts of the movie, uh, Judd, Judd glossed over one that was actually my favorite part of the whole movie. My, my, so I thought this movie had some great action scenes. If you, if you just take the it great did. action scenes and you take the great special effects for the time, it's just constant, like, stimulation, right? And uh, the scene where Wesley jumps his car off Angelina Jolie's car... <laughs> goes sideways, Awful. slow motion, shoots that dude through the sunroof is an awesome scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a brilliant scene. Okay, yeah. but th- but then then have his car land upside down. And one thing I really, really wanted and didn't get, kill Wesley. Like, he's such, <laughs> he's such a simpering wimp. Yeah. I was like, just kill him. I have yeah. a thought on that, too. I'm not going to care. In fact, the, o- the only person I basically <laughs> didn't want to die was Morgan Freeman because he's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I actually have a thought on that in a second, but my right. other favorite part of the movie was actually the end, the very end scene, like the last 60 seconds where, so Wesley has lost all the money. They gave him $3.6 million. They said, all your dad's assets. More like Peter, huh? We're giving you all your dad's we'll assets. For you. $3.6 million. And it's all in your bank account, which allowed him to quit his job and join the fraternity. And then when he betrayed the fraternity and, uh, and dis- dismantled everything, the money was back out of his account. He had fourteen dollars in his bank account now, yep. but he still he just doesn't really know what he wants to do. But he's but he has all these skills now to be an, a trained assassin, and so he's like five miles away from his office building. But he puts a lookalike Wesley at his old desk inside the cubicle mm-hmm. with his back to uh, to the shot or whatever. And Morgan Freeman comes up behind him, thinking, "I'm gonna I'm just gonna kill him point blank in the back of his head." And really, it was Wesley that had trapped Morgan Freeman. And I think my favorite part, maybe of the whole movie, is even as unrealistic as it is, with a sniper rifle, and he's he's able to bend bullets even with a sniper rifle, which yep. is amazing. Uh, he sends a bullet through his friend from work's energy drink can, yep, all the way through the donut hole of his overweight Janice, judgy boss Janice, the worst, and then into the head of Morgan Freeman. This is me taking back control of my life. James McAvoy, man. That's how it ends. Should have killed him. He That's was, he was a little bit of a weenie. He, but, like, he transforms. He goes from a weenie to basically trained assassin in, in yes. like, a week. Well, so, and, and, they do, and they do do the one thing I will give them. Uh, 
for the transition that Declan just talked about, you do get the montage. They do the montage of, of him going from being a complete wimp to being a trained assassin yeah. who can now, you know, hit hit things from from miles away with, as Phil said, bended bullets. Which absolutely. bended bullets with? Sniper I'm sorry, rifles. I can't do bended bullets. So. Um, with, with that said, that was definitely one of my favorite scenes, if not my favorite scene in the movie. But then I immediately jumped into, well, that doesn't make any sense mode. Not because of the bended bullets, but, but let's go through this again, okay? Yep. So so Wesley tricks Sloan, Morgan Freeman, into thinking he's back at his desk, at his old office, at his old job, and he's just sitting there with, like, his his dress shirt and a tie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so he, has, he has duped Sloan into coming up behind him, and Sloan is shocked when he sees the bullet coming at him. Yeah. And by the way, he can see the bullet coming at him because he also is an elite trained assassin who can slow down time and space yeah. just like Wesley can. It's basically the Matrix. It's like a. It's like the yeah. Matrix meets Rocky or something. Okay. How is it possible that Morgan Freeman can be duped this badly by just like a decoy lookalike Wesley right. when he's supposed to be the leader of the stealthiest assassin group in world history. You know why? He is the he is the stealthiest, the I'll, leader of the stealthiest assassin I'll tell group you in world why. history. The and film, he gets duped like that? I'll tell you why. The film was almost over. <laughs> That's why. It didn't make sense. Like, oh, oh, I got you. Uh, no, seriously. I, you back into the office. And why wouldn't he just kill him if he thought that Wesley was sitting at that desk and all these guys can bend bullets around buildings right. and stuff? Right. Why? Why would you walk in unless you're just that mad at him and you want to, you know, be face to face with them? I guess maybe. Maybe. But this goes back to to when 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 Wesley's supposed dad gets killed. There's a decoy there too, right? Because he's up on the roof and he thinks full circle. And and by the way, I knew that I couldn't stand this film when when Wesley's supposed father at the start is being shot at and he's in. An elevator, I believe. Yeah, and he braces himself, his foot against it, jumps out a window, somehow flies <laughs> through the air onto the roof of another building. Yeah, and then kills like three guys, and then it turns out that those guys are the decoy. And that's when I said to myself, "Yeah, this isn't going to work." What, what do you mean? It, it was literally defying gravity, work. bullets, action, exactly blood. Right. Exactly right. You that's know what? an action movie. That's an action I, movie. I feel like Declan deserves the floor here because no, Judd okay. and I have clearly right. voiced our thoughts that this All is. Right, go ahead, Dex. Look, look, it's not a great movie. I will say that the majority of the reason why I did this is why I had to watch Rambo 3. I wanted to put my pain of Rambo 3 into YouTube. Oh, you did it. And it, I did it. I was, that, the credits were incredible. The credits were incredible. Mission accomplished. Like, I, that's how I felt you're watching Rambo 3. You're back on probation now, too. You're, I'm your not next on probation, film, no. Your, your next film pick, we're going to need three from you so we can decide which one Absolutely to pick. Absolutely not. Back no, on, no, no, back no, on no. probation. No. Back on probation. Yeah, it's not a, a great movie. It's really not. But it, it has everything you want in your cheesy, crappy action movie. Blood, action scene, cars. Bullets, blood, a little bit of nudity, but not really. Like it has everything we, you want. We saw Angelina Jolie's uh, Jolie's backside, too much, or, a, yeah. or a stunt woman, or who, a stunt woman. One yeah. of the two. It it would have. I, I would be much easier on this film if the plot had been just one thing. If they hadn't gotten so convoluted, it, it's like okay, it's it's action, it's special effects. That's all very cool, but here's the thing. The writer 
needs to be like, okay, you know what? I'll give up five storylines. Just give me one. You know, that's it, all I wanted. I, I will say, so I, I'm going to withhold my thoughts on the overall like packaging of the movie for when we give it a rating at the end. So a little, <laughs> little teaser there for a few minutes from now. But I do have a bunch of questions still that sort of spin off things that happened in the movie that I want to throw by you guys. Okay. Well, let's, let's go back to one thing from the actual movie itself that I need cleared up for me. Sure. So this, again, this fraternity, this is, these are, these are highly trained assassins. And these are highly trained assassins that trained Wesley. They're all better than Wesley. Yeah. Like, they're all better than Wesley. Yes. Really. The uh-huh. guy just started being an assassin like two weeks before, you know. He's been an assassin for like a month and a half or whatever. So when they all kind of realize that, all right, Wesley's on the kill list. They don't know that they are on the kill list yet. They're all on the kill list, as it turns out. But why didn't they all just, why, it's like six on one. Why would they not, why would they not just take him out? Why was it so complicated? They're all standing in the room. Just take him out. It's six. Now, Angelina Jolie bends a bullet and kills all of them except for Wesley and, and, and they go and they go one on one. And kills herself. Yep. So I didn't really understand that part. Um, do you guys think that something like a fraternity of assassins, I'm not saying people that can actually bend bullets and slow down time, but do you think somewhere in the world there is a secret society of trained assassins that alters history? A thousand percent. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. I think, they, I think they killed Jeffrey Epstein, but that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other pod and action movie review. No, yeah. I can tell you who killed Epstein, and it's not a – I can tell you exactly what uh, – how can I put this nicely? <laughs> District they're in as well. well. Do you think that this group exists? No. You don't think no, that there's – No, I think that there's assassins. Like a black ops, like for black ops, way underground. You don't think there's James Bonds running around? Because I, I think there, I think there want to be. I don't know how effective they are. Yeah, I mean, I could see it sort of. But you wouldn't know how effective they are because yeah. that's their job. But, not, to make but sure I don't, don't know, know that. I, I, just the decoy. I, I think they come and go is what I think happens. Who, who funds this group? So Wesley, Wesley's dad had three point six million dollars. Just like here's three point six million in your right. bank account from your dad. So obviously, there's multiple millions of dollars worth of resources and salaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Who funds the fraternity of assassins? I feel like it's wealth that they've just accumulated over time, over generations and ancestors and whatnot. But how? But how? Like, how would those people have? Yeah. Was it started by a rich group of? Yeah, probably. And then they just like put all their money in a four hundred one k a thousand years ago, <laughs> and here, here it is. <laughs> even when, even when Wesley first shows up, and he's like, "So is this the front? This textile plant is this the front?" And maybe it is. And again, with this great plot, that's not really flushed back out of just like, oh textile and thread over one and thread over other is binary code for zero and one yeah. alphabets. Why, why did we need to do that? Though? Yeah. Like, there, there's what, a lot like, of plot holes like, in this movie. Like, I'm not why, denying that. Why didn't we just strike that from the script? Also, if this is supposed to be an underground, it's a thousand years, no one has ever heard of the, they've kept it secret for a thousand years, and yet all of their kills in this movie are wildly public. Yeah. Like, wildly public. One guy is literally in a conference room and gets like... Can, yeah. Shot Can we also glass. talk about the, the train scene where basically like hundreds of people died right. into a gorg? <laughs> right. Oh, you know what else? Who caused that? I don't know. Yeah. What was up with, with the scenes on the uh, top of the L as well where they're like. On the going, train? Yeah. Like the what, training scenes? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, why? They're, tra- they're trying to train him to be able to slow things down slow things and interact with the surroundings. And actually, there's a whole discussion to be had about the training in this movie. So he, he becomes like. <laughs> This is like Karate Kid or Rocky training. They even had the speed test. You know, like in Declan, I don't think you've seen Rocky 2. No. But Rocky and Rocky 2, the whole thing is you got to get 
greasy, fast speed. You got to get speed. So he's got to get faster. And so his old trainer, Mickey, unleashes chickens in the backyard. And like, so his training right. is like, can he, can he catch Wait, the chickens? He does, right? that, he does that for Creed and Creed. Yeah, he, well. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and like in this movie, it's, you know, can you, can you grab the, the, the wood bullet. block or the bullet or, or whatever the, bullet, the hell it yeah. is out of the thing or the thing? I didn't even yeah. mind that one. Well, that, but he had, so the training consisted of right away, they just beat his brains in. They just repair man. They just beat his brains in. The repair man. Then they stab his hand with a knife. They bring over old dead bodies for target practice so he can know what it's like to put a bullet through an actual body, which is ter- terrifying. Uh, Angelina Jolie shoves him out of the top of that train, which, by the way, like, he hit. So she bends, she does the the, the limbo underneath when yes. they're going into the tunnel, the concrete tunnel. Yes. She bends underneath it. He hits the concrete tunnel. Yeah, he'd be dead. It doesn't yeah, die. You would be dead if that happened. And then, and then they and then Jolie kicks his ass again with brass knuckles after they get back here. And so this is all part of an initiation plan to toughen him up, make him faster, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the scene where he dumps his girlfriend, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. He comes back in. His, his work buddy is sitting in there half naked. Chris Pratt. Yeah. I love that it's Chris Pratt, too. Chris Pratt. Totally didn't realize that when I first saw it. And, and then Angelina Jolie walks in, makes out with him in his old apartment right yeah. next to his old girlfriend. Power move. And then his the buddy. The thing I don't get about Chris Pratt, too, is, is so when Wesley initially quits his job, he tells his boss to F off, and then he takes his keyboard. Yeah. And, and because Chris Pratt was sleeping with his girlfriend behind his back, he takes his keyboard. And rakes it across Chris Pratt's face, Correct. which would do a lot of damage, one would think. But the next time that you see Chris Pratt's character, he's fine. No, he's missing a tooth. Yeah, he's missing, oh, was he, he was missing his tooth. And, yeah, and I, did you guys watch the cable version with the commercials and stuff? No, I I watched these all legally on my okay. computer and probably are accumulating a bajillion viruses. Yes, I did, but I don't think the version that I watched was censored. Well, they just had some commercials. The uncensored version of it had well it had a tooth coming out in slow mo, and then the keys in the air spelled out. F U. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And well, that I, did not show up on the USA I, version of it. I must have looked down during that part or I missed it entirely. Uh there's also the the bookends of of him Googling his name and having nothing come up yep. at the beginning. And then go, and then the stand in Googling his name and yeah. also having nothing come up at the end. Which is kind of a so it's it's depressed Wesley at the beginning, Googling his name and seeing that nothing pops up, and it's sort of symbolism for you are nothing. Right. Like, nothing. It's 2008 Google, so there's not as many things on the <laughs> internet about you. Right. Social media hasn't really blown up yet. Uh, and then at the end, I think the symbolism is he's actually accomplished a lot. He's become a trained assassin, but it's all very much on the down low, and it doesn't show up on the internet. Have you guys? How often do you guys <clears throat> check to see like what pops up? We should all Google our name right now and see what pops up here. Okay. Just for fun, okay? I haven't done it in a while. Uh, yeah, my first thing is my Twitter, and then my LinkedIn, which I haven't updated, and then Score North. There it is. So mine oh. is, uh, there's my Twitter, there's uh, there's my LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, oh, there's a there's a MinPost story about how I replaced Jeff Dubay as Judd Zolgad's co-host at 9 awesome. o'clock in the morning on 1500 ESPN. By whom? Uh, David Brower David from Brower Min, MinPost. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Brow Blog. That's my, <laughs> that's my fourth one, too. Nice. And then there's another one from City Pages where Phil Mackey blasts no accountability twins bloggers from 2012. They still haven't forgiven Ever- you for that. Evergreen they have tweet. not. They're yeah. still mad they, at me for still, that. Evergreen story. I still stand by 80% of what I said, too, by the way. <laughs> they are still very I love twins bloggers, but I was you. very mad in 2012 about something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. Um, any, other, any other thoughts from this movie? Good or bad? The credits any work. other themes? 
The credits were awesome. Where, <laughs> I thought about Rambo. I love the credits. Uh, was there a most satisfying death for you? Because there's a lot of people that die in this movie. Um, actually, I, I would say uh, the wings of the flies were that was pretty satisfying because cool. we had a fly flying around our house last night. Oh, I was just worst, I was dude. mad at flies. So I can't take that. Yeah, his that was actually kind of cool. They he doesn't know that he's that he's got all these superhuman mental powers, and they hand him a gun and say, "Shoot the wings off those flies." And he's Shoot like, the "What? Flies. Like yeah. never shot a gun before." Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was actually, I, I was kind of hoping that Angelina Jolie and him would ride off into the sunset. Sure. Yeah. So I'm a little bit dissatisfied with her death. He should have died. So <laughs> I'm very dissatisfied that they didn't kill him. I would say the best death was when he turned around and freaked out and shot his uh, Russian buddy. His his Russian buddy, who, by the way, was, was working covertly with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That was the yeah. the, the rats, Correct. the explosive rats. Actually, you know what? I enjoyed that death. The the rats exploding was probably the was most enjoyable cool. death for me. I liked when he Kill actually those rats. when he kills Repairman and he actually just like points the gun right in his eye socket and then uses him as a human shield as he's plowing gross. through the textile plant. I thought that was pretty satisfying. <laughs> After he kicked his ass for the for the first forty five minutes of the movie, I really enjoyed that. Also, yes. Morgan Freeman saying "mf'er" is I wish I could cut that. And I know we're on podcast, so I probably really could. But the fact Morgan Freeman says you can shoot this mf'er is one of the yeah. greatest things. That I never, I bursted out in laughter when I saw that in theaters. I remember it vividly. By the way, we only need one shot of slow motion bullets colliding. It's not that cool. We don't need nine of them. It's not that, it's not, you don't have. It tried to be the, it was, it was the Matrix. It was right. office space. But like you, you got to realize, hey, if you've got a new special effect, go to town. Love it. But slow motion bullets colliding. All right. Once, yeah, okay. More than once, you'd come on. Yeah. Two, okay. two Academy Awards for sound mixing in this movie. Okay, let's actually make a pie chart of what this movie stole from to, to create a convoluted plot. Okay. 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 I don't know what the percentages are, but I know that it stole from The Matrix. Yep. I know that it stole from Office Space. Okay. I know that it stole from Karate Kid. And I had another one written down here, too. The car chase scenes. A little are bit from of Fast what? and Furious. Fast and the Furious, yep. okay. for sure. Yep. Um, and then That's... I would even say like Tomb Raider, just because that was Jolie. That was Angelina Jolie's first. Big... Sure. Let's, let's just show Angelina Jolie's ass a couple times. Yeah. It's like five percent Tomb Raider. Okay. Something so five. Like so five percent Tomb Raider. We got that locked in. Five percent Tomb Raider, and then we got four others. I would say fifty percent Matrix. So we're at fifty-five. Uh, 25% Fast and the Furious. Okay, so that's... Uh, 75? Uh, well, oh, no, 75, seven, uh, 80%. 80%. And then 20. 10% Office Space, 10% Karate Kid. That's how I would... Is, that, is the Office Space a little low there for you, Judd? Probably pretty good because the, char- the, the main characters are the same guy. It's yeah. the exact same sure. guy. And and the boss that you can't stand is the exact same. Janice. We needed Lumberg in here, though. Lumberg would have been so much better yeah. than Janice. I need you to come in on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Okay. Definitive bad guy rankings. So does this mean, this means Morgan Freeman is the definitive bad guy, right? That's what I was going to ask. I think he is. Yeah. He's the bad guy. <laughs> and I love me some Morgan Freeman. Oh, good. And I guess if you get past some of the, like, if you zoom back out here, all right, what, now that we know what kind of happened at the end, and the, we didn't know he was a bad guy until, like, the end, right. but then we can kind of piece it all together. Right. So Morgan Freeman as the bad guy oversaw a thousand-year-old secret society of assassins, and all the while, at some point, knew that he was on the kill list himself, and so therefore started ordering 
Funny. putting out fake kill orders to distract from the fact that he was actually on the kill list. So he's cowardly. Um, he's great as an actor, but his character, he's, he's cowardly. He doesn't show himself as a bad guy he, until later on. He rolled out of bed, didn't read the script, and did this film. He's not, he, he's not even really evil. Yeah, like he's, it's, it's the worst one. And, and I would say that when it comes down to, like, all right, like what's he capable of? He's an idiot. Like, he, he got duped into walking into an office building yeah. and got shot from five miles away. Like, he's a moron. I guarantee you his next five films were probably works of art because he made so much off Actually, can this you, film. Actually, can I'm, you IMDb yeah. Morgan Freeman's next five films after this? Okay. He was rich by the time 2008 th- rolled around. Yeah, but you just he? keep, but I think you do films like this to, to keep the cash uh, flowing in to then do films that you actually like. Yeah. I feel like him and The Rock, the the movie we saw, The Rock, which yes. we did a few weeks ago, those two bad guys are pretty much eerily the same person. Like, they're just, they're... Yeah, I can get with that. They they basically flake out, and they're, and they're a little bit of frauds. So here's the ranking so far. Cyrus the Virus is the number one definitive bad guy. Ivan Drago is number two. Dennis Hopper's character from Speed is number three. Angry terrorist Ivan from Air Force One is four. Yep. The corrupt senator from Hard to Kill is five. Chong Lee from Bloodsport is six. Yeah. Bennett, or Fat Freddie Mercury from Commando, is seventh. Bodie from Point Break, that would be Patrick Swayze. And then General Hummel from The Rock, who just didn't have the guts to actually follow through on his mission. Russian military altogether in Rambo 3, which is like, the Russian military literally got beat 400 to 1 ratio and didn't get any kills off, as far as we saw. That's because Rambo's so good. So, I would say he's probably, I would say he's he's definitely smarter than the Russian military, because the Russian military was the most incompetent villain we've seen so far. I agree with that. But I think General Hummel was, outside of just, like, chickening out, General Hummel had a little bit more awareness of what was happening around him. So I got I got to put him second to last on this list. Good. I might put him last, and here's why. The character itself, while the people that wrote the film thought they were being smart, the character itself is so poorly written because... And, and like, what's Phil, the why? There's, last, there's no character Phil, development. Phil's last point, though... Is is what takes him from being oh what a twist he's the bad guy to this sucks <laughs> when he walks into the office yeah like okay so he's supposed to be this brilliant he's been a lot you know older guy he's done this for ages he's in charge and then he's going to get duped I would put him last I think the Russian military in Rambo three in their heart had better intentions than the Morgan Freeman character. This is not an indictment, by the way, of the actor. Okay. Beyond peril. Mm-hmm. Great actor. But this is an indictment of the fact that they thought they were being cute in writing the character, and I think they actually completely sabotaged it. I'd put him last. Sorry. Um, Declan, I think, I, 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 I still, so I say second to last, Judd says last, so it's up to Splitting you. Hairs. Would you put him above or below the Rambo 3? This is I'd, your chance to get back I would, at Judd. I would put it above the Russian military for sure. Okay. Because he actually, he had like a plan of, I'm going to sabotage this guy and make him kill his own father, yeah. by the way, which is a pretty diabolical plan. So I would put him second or third to last. Okay. And that brings us to our 1 through 10 Seagull rating for this film. Here, I'll go mine. I'll, I'll do mine first since I, I think you two are going to just absolutely poo-poo this. I would give this a 6 out of 10. I give this 6 Seagulls. Okay. Because I think it does fit the brand of action movie. There are some crazy parts. But overall, the plot weighs it down, and it's just really not a great film. So I would say six of out of ten. Judley? 
two. Oh, wow. That's I'll, actually more generous than I, I thought he was going to be. Me, I thought he was going to negative it, one. No, no, no. I'll give it two. Two out of ten. It tried. <laughs> <laughs> it tried, and then it lost its way. So here's, all right, here's where I'm at with this. I'm giving it a three. Okay. And if it was if it was just based on the action and the effects and the fast paced nature, it's like an eight. If it, if it's just those things, that's the potential to be an eight. Yep. yep. But but here's where it goes from an eight to a three for me. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't campy enough. Like it wasn't like Commando is tongue in cheek. You have you either you either have to be tongue in cheek or you have to be all in. Like Rambo's not tongue in cheek, but Rambo is all in. Like you know what Rambo is. Like you know who he is. Right. You know, like he, you know what his mission is. This was so all over the place in different spots. Um, it just wasn't like it didn't fall into a category for me in that regard. I don't think this movie was iconic in the way like Con Air is iconic. It's Nicolas Cage, and it's one of the it's one of the most replayed movies and like recitable movies. It also has ten extra years to to gather steam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I look at some of the other movies that we've done, Speed is iconic. I didn't like Speed, but Speed is iconic. Rambo is iconic. Rocky is iconic. Wanted is a movie. It's a movie. Like, it's an action movie. Yeah, that's what it is. And then the other thing that brings it down for me, so not iconic. It couldn't really pick a lane in terms of, it was, sometimes it was campy, sometimes it was serious. Like, it just it didn't have a t- good tone. The star of the movie, James McAvoy, right? That's his name, James McAvoy? Yep. Was overshadowed by... Two co-stars for me, Jolie and Freeman. If, if I'm trying to think of like, if you were to have replaced, I mean, hell, it was it borrowed fifty percent Matrix. If Keanu Reeves is that character, if Tom Cruise is that, if if you literally replace James McAvoy with, or like Tobey Maguire, like someone who's just yeah bigger Toby and Maguire. has more Topher, star power, Topher Grace. Like this is what, <laughs> it'd be like if they put Eric Foreman in this movie. Actually, Tobey Maguire. Now that I think about it, because you need someone who's kind of geeky and yeah. kind of and a that's loser, what they wanted. Yes. but also can can rise up. Yeah. And I don't know, like it just needed a different star for me. I just like if you're gonna put Angelina Jolie, but Jolie and was, Morgan Freeman Jolie in that really ring was the star, right? But like again, yes. I, I think they got confused because. But then make her the star. They have, were, have it be a woman yeah. in the lead. I don't know. It just so it's a three for me. It's a three for me. But I am glad that we went through this exercise because I think we learned a lot about secret fraternity assassination groups that Declan and I firmly believe do exist. Yeah, they 100 percent do. And if you are a member of one of these, if you could please send us a code of some kind on Twitter and just give us like a binary or join us. Yes, no, yes, no. Join us on the show, uh, Judd. I believe it's your turn. To pick a movie for next week? It is. And I am going to absolutely, positively help us clear our palate by picking a comp- absolute 1,000% iconic, to use your word, classic. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Roadhouse. All right. Heck yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, Roadhouse is is going to check a lot of boxes. Lethal here. Weapon, I, I considered, but I decided, you know what? I've been, I, I got to pull the band aid off Roadhouse. Roadhouse is going to check a lot of boxes. It's an absolute no brainer, iconic star of the movie. Uh, it's a movie that still gets replayed to this day on a regular basis, 30 years later. And in fact, another and it is character. Very, very corny. Named Wesley. That's right. Wesley! <laughs> Wesley! <laughs> 